Bible says it's the love of God that constrains us. And for us to do what we do as missionaries, and honestly, before I became one, I really didn't know what one was. Uh, somebody said, well, where'd you get trained? On the job. I, I tell people, look, if you don't want to get involved in ministry, don't don't tell God you'll do anything. He'll call you out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And then, you know, I look around it like in our church, and I was probably the least likely to do what I'm doing. But it was like our picnic shelter. Y'all know that huge shelter at our church? Everybody know where that is, that big old thing? Well, I built that. And look, I ain't no carpenter. But we had skilled men in our church that owned big businesses. That's what they did for a living. But the problem was they were too busy. They didn't have time to do it. And you know what? I said, Lord, I'll build that building. And I didn't even know how to do it. You know what I did? I, I called a trust company in Hickory. And I told them, I said, look, this is what I want to do. I want to build a building 50 feet wide and 100 feet long. How many trusses do I need? And he told me. I said, that's what I want. And I ordered them. And I'm thinking, now i got to put it together. But my point is this. You can do anything with God's help. I don't have to be a carpenter. I just got to listen to his voice. And he showed me how to do it. And uh, it's still standing. That thing's good. Matter of fact, the man that inspected, he said, my God, son, you, you overdid it. And uh, mama accuses me of that anyway. If, if you put two nails in it, I'm putting six screws. Huh? That sucker ain't going nowhere. But my point is, you, you're waiting to be the best, or you're waiting to say, God, give me all the details, and then I'll do it. No, that's not how it works. This life is a life of faith. And so I just said, okay, I'll do it. Them guys are too busy. They don't want to do it, so I'll do it. And it took me probably way longer than it took them. But guess what? It got done. And you know, you, if you're sitting around waiting on, you know, somebody should do this. I'm here to tell you that if you're thinking that, maybe God's talking to you. I got a lot of folk come to me and say, we ought to do this. I said, well, what's your part? You going to help me? You going to help me raise that money? I mean, come on. But everybody's wanting somebody else to do it. Listen, I don't want to ride the bench. You know, I, I, I don't want to get the ring and never even got sweaty. You know, I want to be in the game. Yeah. So I told the Lord, Lord, you know what? I know I'm maybe not the most qualified, but Lord, here I am. Yeah. The Bible says, here I am, Lord, send me. Yeah. And you say, well, I don't want to go to Africa. Well, look at me. I didn't either. My wife was going, and I was like, no, you ain't going by yourself. She ain't leaving me all alone. So I went. Should have done it. The Lord began to speak and talk to your heart. And when He talks to your heart, you know what? You can't get away from that. That's right. If it's you because you ate too much pizza or something like that, you'll forget it. But when God begins to speak something on your heart, it becomes a calling. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, the Bible says it's like a fire shut up in your bones. Yeah. You just got to. Yeah. 
I, I told you before, when I, when I was a young man, I played a lot of sports, and, man, I loved it. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to heaven and play ball every night somewhere. But when God changes you, he said, I'll give you what? The desires of your heart. Well, what he did was, my desire was to play ball. He just changed my desires. He'll change your heart. <clears throat> if you give him your heart, he'll give, give you his. Yeah. I love you. You want a ministry? Fall in love with some people. Yeah. Just, just put your arms around somebody. Tell them you love them and tell them, God, they're important. That's, that's, that's the ministry. Everybody wants the pulpit. This is, this is not my favorite part. You know what my favorite part is? Like we did in Mexico. We went to the uh, nursing homes and loving on them old people. And man, this one lady, we got a video. She just, uh, Cheyenne and them were dancing. And honey, she just went over and, and Cheyenne handed her to the little flag thing. And she was out there getting it done. And I thought, you know what? That blessed my heart that that little lady was wanting to worship God with a, with a banner. She said, well, ain't no big deal. Well, it's a big deal to her. And I got news for her. It's a big deal to God. And so the little things that we do and, and we think about, sometimes we discount them. But just you hugging somebody. I won somebody to the Lord one time by hugging them. The boy used to work for me. was meaner than a rattlesnake. That boy, he, I'm telling you, he petrified everybody. He was just crazy. And I saw him one time, and we were at Lowe's. And, you know, back in the day, I wouldn't have hugged nobody because I wasn't a Christian. But now I am. That's what we do. We hug everybody. And so when he come, he hollering at me through the parking lot, hollering and saying, hey, hey. And so when he got over, I just grabbed him and hugged him. And if I'd have thought about it, I wouldn't have done it because that man was crazy. But you know what? Listen, listen. That little hug. He looked at me. We were talking for a few minutes. He looked at me and he said, do that again. I was like, what'd I do? He said, hug me. He said, ain't nobody hugged me in years. So you think, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Well, you can do that. You can love somebody. Somebody might be able to preach better than me, but they can't love better than me. I can love people. I can put my arms around them and tell them you're special. That you're a princess for Jesus. Come on, y'all. Go with me to... <clears throat> Let me put these on. I didn't used to have to have these, but something happened. Go with me to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. I'm going to read you that scripture, verse 14. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. You know what? I would have never had thought in my whole life that I would be doing what I'm doing. I was in the restaurant business, and you know what? I'll be honest with you, I loved it. I loved working in restaurants. I, you know what God told me? He said, I've been training you all them years in that restaurant, dealing with people and, and managing teams. And now look, I've taken what I've trained you in, just like David was with his sheep. And so... To God, it wasn't unusual, but to me, it is. It's weird. How in the world did I end up like this? But it's because He's got a purpose and a plan. He does. He loves people so much, he'll, he'll get somebody like me and you and just change our heart, change our desires, and send us forth. You say, well, I, I can't preach. You ain't got to preach. All you got to do is tell them what God's done for you. Are you not happy to be saved? Are you not happy that your God can heal and deliver and set the captives free? 
Aren't you glad that we have an answer? The world don't have an answer. They're hopeless. They think they know what they're doing, but listen, I thought I knew what I was doing. But man, did God change my life. So in verse 14, it says, For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. You know what? My whole life now is wrapped up in what Jesus is doing. Well, y'all quiet in this Presbyterian church. My life is wrapped up in what He wants. You know what? One day you're going to have to lay you down. You're going to have to quit being about you. I heard a, a preacher, he was talking to a young man in, in one of the meetings that we go to, and they, I heard him talking. I was standing beside him, and they were talking. And the young man was uh, going to Bible school, and he's telling uh, this older gentleman that worked for Andrew, and he said, man, I just can't find a church. He said, the church I go to, they don't teach like we, we believe. And he said, but there's nowhere to go. And this man said something to him that really got me. He said, you know what? Maybe he's got you there for them, not them for you. Maybe you're there to be a difference. Maybe you're there to have that word. And, and you know what? That you could share with them that they could be also free and know what you know. That's our purpose, y'all. To tell everybody the goodness of God, how great he is to us, how awesome he is to us. You know what? I didn't know how good God was when I was in the world. I knew I was going to hell because I was told that all kinds of ways. But look, when somebody said God loves you, when that love of God that was on the side of that lady that ministered to me, when she was constrained and she couldn't withhold it, and she told me she, that God loved me, that got me. Not judging people and saying they ain't no good and you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, Lord, I knew all that. Give me an answer. Give me something that I can change then. I mean, don't tell me what not to do and then don't tell me how I can not do it. That's where I was as a young Christian, man. I went to this religious church. <laughs> oh, my God. Them people, you couldn't do nothing, honey. And I, you listen, I ain't woke. And I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer. But when I went to that church, everybody told me, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. I said, my God, I can't live this life. I told them, I can't do it. Well, they was lying. They wasn't doing it either. They wasn't living what they was telling me I couldn't do. But man, I wanted it. I wanted God. I wanted Him to touch my life, but nobody could teach me. When I came to Freedom Christian Center, and Pastor Dean began to teach me and train me and say, you know what? The Word of God is true, and you can believe it. If it says it in this Word, you can have it. And man, I never heard nothing like that. I never heard that you could live debt-free. I never heard that you don't have to be sick. The world teaches that every year you've got to get the flu. If not, you've got to get you a couple shots. You know what? That's not what this says. My Bible tells me no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But you know what? As an as a unregenerated man, I didn't know that. Nobody ever told me that. Nobody told me how good being a Christian really was. If they had explained it right, I'd have got it. 
But the way they was living, the way they was acting, I said, Lord, I ain't, they ain't no better than me. They're acting just like me. What's the difference? I didn't want to go to church and not live what I'm supposed to live. I know this is good. This is good preaching. Thank you, Derek. Good preaching, sir. Way to go, Paul. Paul. Look down here. It says, we are supposed to be, verse 17, therefore, if any man's in Christ, he's a what? Say it again. See, I ain't, I ain't that old crazy boy back then. I'm a regenerated man, a man of God, a child of God, full of the power of God, baptizing the Holy Ghost. Come on. We ain't that same old person back we used to be. Man, we are the difference the world's waiting on, and all we do is come to church and go home, and we don't tell nobody nothing. You know why? Because we're afraid we might offend them. Listen, I'm not getting to heaven to have that blood on my hands. They reject it. They're going to reject it themselves. I'm not doing it for them. I'm not going to say, well, if I say something to him, he might get me. Well, you want him to go to hell then? No. So then we got we to gotta be bold. Listen, I've been cussed out plenty of times when I was in the world. No big deal. Lord, I've been beat up plenty of times. No big deal. But what's that got to do with it? The truth is the truth. When that woman dared to tell me God loved me, she took a chance that I'd get her. But you know what? Her love was in her heart from God for me, over, uh, superseded how she felt. And she did it anyway. Thank you, Lord, for Betty Jo Blackman. I'm telling you, I could be somebody's Betty Jo Blackman. I could speak into somebody's life and their life be turned around and they could do great things for God. And you know what? It's because I just dared to do it. Not afraid. Tell them how good it really is. I promise you, they're going to want it. Go with me over here to uh, 1 Corinthians 9. <clears throat> Don't let me go too long, Mama. I, I want to be invited back. <laughs> but you know, the gospel ain't hard. When I went to a, this church one time, and, and uh, it was a big, big Pentecostal church back in the day. Gar Memorial Church, if, I don't know if anybody ever heard of that, but anyway, they, it was like a massive church, it's huge. And here I am, I didn't even know who Moses was. I didn't know Abraham, Sarah, none of them, I didn't know who them people were. I heard people talk about it in church, but I don't know that. You know, I know the thugs down on the corner and I know them, but I didn't know these, these people in the Bible. So... I went to this church, and they have these preachers come in, and there was this one guy, and I'm sure he's dead now, but his name was Willard Cantalon. Phenomenal speaker. Greek, Hebrew, the whole thing. Listen, I'm trying to quit cussing, all right? I don't give a rip what Greek in the Hebrew says. Come on, I'm being real to y'all. I was sitting in that church, and they're giving me all these big things, and I was like, what the heck? What's he talking about? You know what? I didn't even know Jesus spoke Aramaic. I didn't know that. And he's telling me all these words. I was like, but that's not helping me. I need somebody to give me something to hold on to. I need, I need a word. 
There was there's a pastor in South Carolina, Pastor Larry Romero, and he told me, he said, you know what? A lot of times we read our Bible and it's good. But he said, you know what? When we have a need, we need a right now word. A right now word. You know, if you're reading your Bible to read it, that's great. Do it. But when I, when I was a young Christian in our church, I asked one of the pastors there because the boy was walking Bible. And I said, how do, you, how do you do that? And he showed me, look, you take you some mini books and you start reading them. You start devouring the Word. You, you read your Bible, you do it, and you study it. And when you have a need, look it up and find out where the Scriptures are that will fit the need that you have. He said, then you take that Word that you're learning and apply it to your life, and you'll see change. See, that's what I'm... And then Mama says, hey, Google. Hey, Google, where's the Scripture? Where it is? How many know Google's pretty smart? I don't use it because I don't know how, but that's Okay. I got mama. I don't need it. Listen, I don't even care of telephone. I got one. It's at the house somewhere. I only use it for emergencies. I hate the telephone. Anyway, my fault. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians 9, uh, verse 16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. How can we sit by and let generations go to hell and we can't say nothing? How? How do we justify that in our own selves? How do we not say something? You know, I was at a service station one time. I pulled up there to get me some gas. And this boy pulled up in his souped-up car. He had his music blasting. I mean, I couldn't hardly hear for it was so loud and it was so nasty and vulgar. You know what I did? I went in there and turned mine on. And I blasted mine. And I thought, if he can blast his, why can't I blast mine? But you know what? We, we cower down and say, well, we better not say nothing. You know what? The devil loves that. He loves it when we just say, oh, I better not. I say, you better. I say it's time. It's time for us to, to wake up and say, you know what, Lord? This is a serious business. People's lives are at stake, and, and we're just afraid we're going to be offended. Or we're going to get whatever. But you know what? He says, woe unto me. He's saying, my God, I can't help it. I can't help but say something. And you know what? If, if they get offended, that's on them. But listen, you would have never known that day she spoke to me that it affected me. I never let her know a word. I, I went in the kitchen, told them kids, them boys back there, I said, man, that woman's nuts. Oh my God loves me. That's crazy. But you know what? I couldn't get away from it. That word went down inside of me, boy, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get rid of it. Woe is me if I don't preach this gospel. If I don't tell somebody how good God is. They said Smith Wigglesworth wouldn't go about 15 minutes without ever taking communion. And saying, Lord, I love you. Thank you for what you've done in my life. My Lord, what a dedicated man to the things of God. You know what? I want to be counted in that. When people see us, what do they think about? Who do they, who do they say we are? You remember they, Jesus asked his disciples, who does people say I am? Well, 
you know, this one, that one. But, but wait, but who do you say I am? And I'm asking you this morning, who do you say Jesus is in your life? Who is He? Is He your all in all? Is He your everything? Is He your healer, your deliverer, your, your comforting when you need something? Of course He is. Man, we got a lot to talk about. For I do this thing willingly, I have a what? A reward. You know what? When we get to heaven one day, I'm telling you right now, they're going to be lined up to see you. They're going to say, you know, you remember when you told me about Jesus? You didn't know it, but man, that got me. And it affected me. How do you know when we get there, they're going to be rushing to you and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that you were bold. Thank you that you told me. Thank you that you gave me the truth instead of just candy coating everything. Look in verse 19. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself a servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became a Jew, that I might gain the Jews, and to them that are under the law as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. In other words, you become whatever you need to be in order to reach somebody. I tell them, when you go fishing, if the worms ain't biting, get you some crickets. Come on. Or get you a lure. Whatever it takes, whatever the bait needs, needs to be to get them, let's get them. Let's go fishing. Let's go catch some people for Jesus. He said, I'll make you a what? Fishers of men. They knew how to catch fish, but he said, I'm going to show you something even better. This, this gospel will change anybody's life. The hardest person you know, I promise you, that the Word of God will change who they are. Look at, look at Paul. God, he was... He, listen, he was over there watching them kill the Christians. Here, give me your jacket while you kill somebody. Yeah, I'll hold it for you. Go and get them. Go drag them to jail. And then on that road, what happened to him? He, and he said, hey, why are you kicking against me? Why are you fighting me for when that night I went home, I cleaned house. We were I was sharing an apartment with some guys and there was a girl there that well anyway, so listen, I told everybody, y'all got to go. Everybody's got to get out. And they, what's the matter with you? I said, Listen, I can do a lot of things, but I can't fight against Jesus. That's what I told them. They thought I was crazy, but I told she said, Where am I going? I said, I really don't care. You just got to get out of here. Because really, in my mind, I'm thinking God's going to get me because I'm a sinner and I'm terrible. And now he's found out and he's going to get me. So I said, y'all got to go. But you know what? It's, 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 it's the words that we speak to people that will change them. And I'm telling you right now, it, it, I'm hoping and I'm believing there's a fire in your bones. Yeah. People, one time I had a family member say, well, you just shoved Jesus down everybody's throat. I said, well, no, not really. But that's about all I know what to talk about unless you're going to talk about Duke basketball and then we'll talk that. But I don't, I don't know a lot. But what I do know about Jesus, listen, I want to tell it. You got telephone and tell a dairy. I tell it. 
I tell you right now, hey, this is where it is. Listen, you don't want to go to hell. There's only one way out. You accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You, you can make it. You know what? You know what? I used to think, well, I got to get right before I can get right. Quit doing this, quit doing that, and all these things. My God, I couldn't even keep up with them. And, they, and you know what she told me? You ain't got to do nothing. She didn't tell me. She didn't give me no rules and regulations. She said, look, all you got to do is believe that Jesus died for you. That's the good news. Not that you're going to hell. How many know that ain't good news? Now, it shook me. Some people say we shouldn't try to scare the H out of them. But she did it. When she told me that, it scared me. Because I knew me and I knew what I was like. And I was thinking, God, why would you want me? And so when I went to bed that night and I had that dream, son, that was it. I'm done. Listen, I ain't looked back since that day. God has transformed me, and I am that new creature. I am that new creation. And you know what? So are you. And I'm going to challenge you today that we need to be the church. One scripture says that the world is waiting on us, the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, to reveal who God is in this earth. Listen, they could take prayer out of schools. They could do all these. They could pass all kinds of laws. They can't stop me from loving Jesus. I don't care what they say. They say, if, if you love Jesus, you're going to jail to just get my cell ready. Because listen, he's done too much for me. And I, and I love him so much, I don't care. Look, you got you to gotta burn them bridges and forget the past. Don't look back. Say, God, you know what? Here I am. Y'all stand up with me. I got two more hours, but I ain't got time. Y'all get me talking, I can't shut up. But you know why? Because it's real to me. I'm telling you, it's real to me. What God has done for me is amazing. See, you can't really appreciate it because you didn't know me back in the day. <laughs> but I did. I know me. And I know what God has done. And I'm, I'm a thankful person. That, that song we were singing, you know what? He deserves all the praise. He does. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. That's true. Can't nobody change me like... Listen, I tried not to do bad. And I wasn't very good at it. But all I had to do was surrender to Him. And guess what? He changed me on the inside. The outside will change if the inside gets changed. Come on, y'all. Can you hold somebody's hand? I want to pray with you. I'm going to turn it back over. But you know what? That's why we go to Nicaragua and Mexico and all these places. Because you know what? I want them to have a chance. I want them to understand that that God loves them as much as He loves us. He's not an America God. He's a God of the whole earth. He owns it all. He loves everybody. Everybody's His creation. And He wants them to know Him. And you know what? I'm just willing to do it. I don't know about you, but I just, I, I just, I have to. I got to do it. So Father, we just want to say thank you first of all. Lord, how awesome you are in our life. Lord, how you've changed us and you've transformed our lives, Father, to to, Lord, what you would desire for us to be. So, Father, we just want to say thank you, first of all. And, Lord, I thank you, God, that we were going to rekindle that fire on the inside. Lord, God, that, that, that 
great commission to go ye in all the world and preach the gospel, Lord. That's our next door neighbor, Lord. That's the lady at the food line. And so, Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so, Father, why should we be intimidated or, or afraid of the world? Because, Lord, you are our God. And, Father, we just want to say thank you for it. And we love you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Here you go, baby.